Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Social Podcast. I am your host, Ayla. And as always, I am so excited, grateful, honored to have you here for a new episode of the show. You can be at this point either listening as per usual on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, or we now, I now have a YouTube channel so you can watch this video on YouTube or Spotify, which is so freaking cool and something I still can't believe that I have. So definitely make sure that you go check out YouTube, check out Spotify, subscribe, And if you feel like watching me, which is kind of creepy, but also very humbling and cool, you can also watch this episode. And today is a very exciting episode because it's not just me over here on camera and on the mic. I have somebody very special that I'm so excited to share with you, share her with you today. Ashlyn Wilson is her name, and she is actually a current client. But more than that, she I was just telling her because her one-on-one retainer just ended and then I'm like, you've become so much more than a client. I feel like I'm having a hard time detaching from you. I need you back into my life because she really has become somebody so special and near and dear to me. Um, We'll talk about this throughout the episode, but we actually met in April. She was um, one of our content immersion retreat students that attended our Tulum retreat. And then since then, like I said, we've worked privately in the mastermind and one-on-one. We met a couple months ago here in Calgary, and she's just a rare breed. She really is a ray of sunshine, which is perfectly goes with her because she recently launched a new podcast called the Golden Report Podcast, which we're going to be diving into today, something that I'm so proud of her on, and I can't wait to talk to her and for her to pour into you. So I'll give a little intro to Ashlyn and then officially have her on the podcast. So Ashlyn is a six-figure online business owner. She crushes it in network marketing. She also has a full-time job. Like I said, she is now the host of the Golden Report podcast. And the best thing about Ashlyn is she really believes that life gets good when we go deep and when we're really real with ourselves and others and when we are hustling with intention but also with heart. So if you're on a a journey of self-discovery, if you're looking for personal growth and personal development, and if you just want to crush and chase your dreams both in business and life, Ashlyn and her podcast are for you because this girl, I know her very well at this point. She is all about learning by doing. She is all about sharing real stories, having real raw unfiltered conversations, and just striving to live a life that just feels right. And she's also a wife. She has an incredible relationship, which we're going to dive into a little bit today because it's something that she and I both know I admire about her. She is a soon-to-be mama. And like I said, at this point, she is not just a client of mine, but she's a dear friend. And I'm so excited to have her here because she has so much golden nuggets to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Ashlyn. Thank you. I think I'm just going to have to play that back whenever I'm feeling low on myself. (laughs) Or like I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to repeat what Ayla says. (laughs) I mean, I mean, every single word. It's every uh, single word is true. One million percent. Um, you are. You're like a golden ray of sunshine in my life and in everyone's life that you touch. I We have a very close community and, and personal network and everyone has nothing but amazing things to say. I mean, they would never say anything bad to me because they know I'd cut a bitch. But um, 
You're fierce and loyal. <laughs> For real. But no, I mean it. Even before we were like working together, everyone that knows you just like you're real, you're raw, you're straight shooter, but like you have a heart of gold, which is why your podcast, The Golden Report, is so fitting. And I want to talk a lot about that today. I want people to go and download it, subscribe. I'm going to leave a link to Ashlyn's Instagram and her podcast in the show notes. We'll get into that later on. Um, but let's just start. Why don't you give the people I know I kind of just gave you a little introduction, but give the people some tea, like tell us a little bit about your story, how you started off in the online business, even in your in network marketing, give like 30 60 minutes spark no version into Ashlyn. Tell us. Yeah, okay. So that was a lot of it. But I think that for me, my journey has really started, honestly, in 2020. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people's lives like shifted in 2020. Mine is no different. Um, I am a completely different person. I always say BC before COVID. Um, <laughs> it's like my phrase. It's true. <laughs> like BC Ashlyn was like this. Um, AC Ashlyn is, is like this. And yeah. it really was a pivotal moment in history. And I'm actually so freaking grateful for it because I am so much more proud and excited to be the person that I am today than the one that existed previously. Um, I wouldn't say yeah. that I've, I've always been very direct and I've always said like, especially in my adult life. Like if you can't handle the truth for me or I can't have a real conversation with you, then honestly, this friendship's not going to make it. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, I don't want friends where you have to tiptoe around things. I want to have the hard conversations. I want to grow together. I had a friend that once told me that if you're in a relationship, whether it be with a man or with your friends, like this is a relationship and you're going to go through ups and downs. And so I think that 2020 was a catalyst to that too. Like it kind of brings the forefront of a lot of relationships and like where people stand and how you can have conversations. Um, and you mentioned in the intro, like talking about controversial topics. And I really started to, um, before my online business, mm -hmm. I was very much open about how I felt about things. And I really started to love how that felt to have those real and raw conversations and to not hide behind anything and to also not feel passive about things anymore. Cause yeah. I was a little bit more passive and feeling like, like, what, am I, what, what am I capable of doing or changing or accomplishing? Um, and it just shifted dramatically when I started to actually speak out loud about things and realize that conversations matter. One conversation matters having a dialogue with someone that maybe you agree with or don't agree with changes can change the trajectory of both of your lives. And that one conversation is how you can start to change things and make a difference. And so when it came to my network marketing business and kind of pivoting into that, mm -hmm. um, it really was around again, 2020 and 2021 circumstances. I was faced with, am I allowed to say the V word? What is it? Oh, vaccine? I was, I was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course. I was like, vagina? <laughs> censoring for so long. I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? As I know, it was a scary time. But of course, yeah, um, please. So yeah. my current employer was at one point trying to make us get the vaccine. And it was my entire livelihood was flashing before my eyes. And now my husband and I would be okay, but we would have to cut back. And I'm not a cut back kind of gal. So <laughs> no, Ashlyn gets what Ashlyn wants. <laughs> fully admit that I am materialistic, I think in the best ways. I'm also very, <laughs> um, I like nice things, like to go to nice places, all the things. So, um, I was like, that's not going to cut it for me. And I was terrified and like devastated. And my feelings were hurt, quite frankly, that like something like that was going to take away so much hard work. Yeah. Um, that I actually applied to be an Amazon driver. 
Stop. They didn't call me. Did I not know this? I know. Nothing against Amazon drivers, but like that's just like so different from you now. No, I was just like, whatever I can do just in case, right? And I wasn't sure how I was going to handle it or backup because you're such a backup person. Yeah. And so I did end up filing the religious exemption, and I did end up getting it granted. But I honestly walked away feeling kind of bitter. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, you, and just yeah. a little resentful that that was something that I even had to consider and that I was put in that position and it made me a lot more open. Now I had been using some of the products of, you know, from, with the company that I'm now partnered with for a long time. And so mm-hmm. when the opportunity came up to jump into that, I was like, well, what do I have to lose? <laughs> like, right. Be willing to like spend hours in my car a day driving Amazon boxes around. So if I could do something from home and make um, money, like, and I love it. And I was already kind of sharing online, you know, my stories and I was kind of gotten used to really speaking my truth Yeah. that, um, I figured like, what do I have to lose? Um, and with that has become a massive pivot in who I am as well. Like it's built my confidence in a way that I didn't, I didn't know I was missing. I guess yeah. is probably the best way to say it. Yeah. I didn't know that I was lacking as much confidence as myself as I was. Um, but it has brought out a whole new person in me. And so I think for me, this whole journey has just been, if I can change this dramatically and I'm so proud of who I've transitioning into, then like maybe I can help someone else step out of their own shadow. Yeah. And that's kind of been a big motivation for me um, yeah. as well oh. as giving myself options. Totally. <laughs> kind of pivoting and being like, hey, there's also like no one should be able to take our power, whether it's a boss because of a vaccine or whether that's, you know, somebody saying we can't take vacation when we want to, whether that's, you know, wanting something but not being able to afford it. I think so many of us can feel this or like wanting to be at home with our babies. I know so many women that I work with want to start online businesses or grow and scale to spend more time with their families. And the best thing about this online world that we are both embarked in, yes, different industries completely, but still online business owners growing and scaling and monetizing the online space is that there is no cap and it's it, the possibilities are endless and we really can be just leveraging the power of of social media and marketing and content and networking and community and you've done such a beautiful job at this and i i i want to ask you all of the things because i love how you use social media and content specifically your stories and the connection to the community that you've built there but we'll dive into it so okay let's also just take a step back so like i said ashlyn and i met in april of 2023 in Tulum, or no, we met in Mexico. Where were we? Playa del Carmen? Is that yeah, Riviera? Yeah, we one of the they yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she was on an incentive trip with her, the network marketing company that she's partnered with, and I was a guest with my sister in law. They're part of the same um, company, and so we met there, but we didn't get a chance to hang out too, too much because on those trips there is lots happening. Um, but I still got to meet her, and I got to see her with her husband Mick shout out to Mick and um right away I could just see that they had such a special bond and I was like watching them and how they were interacting with each other and kind of just you know and I also knew I was about to go spend the next three days in Tulum with you so you know just watching and feeling things out but I knew I was like oh there's something special there I want to learn more about them later um but then we headed over to Tulum and we got to spend the next three days at our first retreat and it was such 
I guess let's talk a little bit. How was that experience for you? I know what it was for me, but I feel like even from then or even those three days when you talk about confidence and getting in front of the camera and being behind it, I saw such growth in you just in those three days, not to mention now after working with you three months, but that experience for me, watching you grow and get comfortable in front of camera and then taking that. And what was that experience like for you? Yeah. I'll just start by saying I've always been a picture and video person. I've loved it. Like I was yeah. the type of person that would carry a camera in junior high and I would print like triples of pictures so I could give them to people and like make collages. Yeah. So I think number one, realizing that social media could be a space where I got to embrace like memories and like create something, um, especially after diving into my human design. Mm. about being creative, I was like, I'm not a creative person. And it's like, I think just creativity has shifted so much. And so when you guys launched Tulum, I knew immediately, like in my heart and soul that I needed to go. Like, it was like, it didn't matter what it cost. It didn't matter. The stars were aligned. I kind of had, I've already, you know, obviously followed Jillian and then you through Jillian. And so it just was like immediately, like I just knew. So I first say like, if like you have a calling to do something and you feel it like tug on you, like just jump all in because it definitely didn't disappoint. So meeting you guys, I was honestly intimidated because <laughs> I was like, I remember, I remember the moment I met you. It's so funny because I remember the moment I met my husband. So they have to be significant relationships. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, okay, like these are the girls. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get a couple days with them. It's fine. Like you guys are just like, so you have such a presence about both of you and a confidence and it's such a beautiful thing to witness and then you're so damn nice and helpful and like so I say this about my network marketing business too like it changes the stigma of women that I think we were conditioned to think about each other and you guys are an extension of that in a million ways as well so I think I was hi Ashlyn (laughs) I was so excited um to have that opportunity and honestly to have a room by myself. When I, when we started the year, I told Nick, I was like, I want to go on a retreat. I want to go alone, but I want to be with other people. It just, the whole thing just lined up so beautifully. So being there, um, I was nerve wracking and like, you know, there was people there that had social medias that were very elegant and beautiful. And obviously they were there for a reason to elevate their content too. Um, there were other girls that were in my company that were there. So it was also like, I don't know, it just never felt, but I thought maybe it would feel competitive and it just didn't, it just really, really didn't. Like, I think being there and almost, it was a beautiful thing to be there with other girls that are in the same exact business and company that I'm, I'm partnered with, because you get to see that, like, we all do this our own way and we're such different people. And that what we bring to the table is who we are. We are our secret sauce. We could, we're selling the exact same thing, but we're going to bring different people to us. We're going to magnetize, is that even a word? Different people yeah. to us. And so I think it was a beautiful thing about also like helping dismantle some of the comparisons. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a huge thing for building confidence for sure. And it was the first day of the retreat and we, it was the unplanned, um, photo shoot on the side where there was like rocks and like even some glass maybe. And I was barefoot and I had a skirt and a not even a bathing suit. I had a bodysuit on, a thong bodysuit at that. You look bomb. Nobody was like, we're going to, we have this palm leaf and there's a great shadow. And I'm like, huh? And so we, we end up on the side of this building and it's now my, it's now my podcast cover art. It, it's such a, it's going to make me cry because it's such a pivotal photo for me. Um, 
when I saw it the next day, when Aaron shared it, shout out to Aaron Crooks. (laughs) Shout out to Aaron Crooks. Um, I saw myself differently. Like I saw, I I, I saw, I think what other people saw. I probably saw what my husband sees. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably the first time that I looked at my body and was like, wow, like you're really beautiful. Like you have a nice body. Like you, you look so happy. (laughs) This is unexpected. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. Um, and that was the best gift I could have ever gotten. Like it probably could have ended right there and I would have felt amazing, but it definitely, the fact that that happened the first day and I saw that picture, maybe even that night, I don't know. Um, I think I went through the rest of the few days being like, own this, like own yourself. Like you came here to learn how to shoot videos of yourself. Like, and that's okay. You know, like, I think there's like a little bit of stigma and embarrassment around like setting up your tripod and doing those things. And I was like the being around other women that had like similar goals and realizing that we could all still hit them on the same way. Like it just was huge. And having that one impromptu photo shoot, changed everything um, and made me show up in a different way when I was there. So it definitely shifted my whole body image. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have like full body chills. I remember that moment. Like, I think we all did. I, cause the funny part is everyone's no, but yours stood out. Yours stood out for, for sure. I mean, you even had like a flicker in your sunglasses that was like beaming. Um, but the thing is, when you say like you were intimidated to meet us, like Jill and I were so scared. We were so nervous. We were so like, what have we just done? What do you mean there's 10 women coming here to learn from us? How are we? Go- How did we fucking do this? How did we pull this off? How do we execute this way? And we yeah. were just like, act confident and no one will judge you. You got this. Like, so it's funny, like, it's you just make, you make it, girl. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, you make it. Everything's figure outable, and if you're not scared and you're not nervous, you're not ready. But like, everyone thinks that like everyone's like got their shit together and they're confident. But the funny thing is, I think we were all shaking in our boots, yeah. and that photo and that moment was like. Aaron being like, I need to see if I can like figure this out. Like I need to get these shadows. Let me, let me try to get my, that was Aaron being nervous and being like, Ashlyn, like, let's try some stuff. Girls, let's just try. And she was just trying to get the lighting and get her fruit. Everyone was just trying to get their foot. And we all felt the same, but at the end of it, like fast forward three days later, Ashlyn, us, like we were all owning it and owning ourselves and we created such lifeline, life lasting friendships, bonds, networks. And it was just such a beautiful experience and watching you flourish and grow in those three days. And since then, and like, it was just such an incredible time. And it was so beautiful to see your confidence. You could just see yourself in that moment. And then throughout the next, like you literally became a different person, um, which it was crazy. Okay. And so I also want to talk a little bit about uh, still piggybacking off the, the retreat. So while we were in Tulum, like all of the girls were present and taking action. Everyone was there for different reasons. Some of the women were influencers. Some of them were literally just there for photos. Some of them were for like the business mentorship, all of it. That was Ashlyn. She was like, I want to consume every second of this. I want the yoga. I want the business, the mindset. I want the courses. I want the photo. The I want it all. And she was like immersed into it from like 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m. for those three days. Meanwhile, 
also going for a gigantic goal in her network marketing business. If you if you're familiar with network marketing, there's levels and she was going for three out of the four, which is like a huge, huge deal. Um, in her company, that's where you get like, you know, the, the option to get a car, a bonus for a car. And like, it's like a really big deal, like a life, a life changing check. But with that, a massive amount of work. So she was also working her business and like keeping things going. And I was like in awe of her. And I was like, I remember being to like looking at Jill and be like, can she do it? Like, can she do it if she's here? And Jill's like, anything's possible. Like, that's like Jill. And she's just like, if there's a will, there's a way. And I was like, well, if anyone could do it, this, this fucking chick can, because I'm watching her. So I have a point to it that I, that, that's going to be relatable. I, I want to talk about for anyone listening that has a big goal, that feels like they are being pulled in a million different direction, that have kids, that have a full-time job, that have so much going on. What is your advice for them? Like, what was your mindset during that? And how did you stay motivated to continue pushing through while you had a million different things going on? And what's your advice for someone that has a big goal, but feels like, holy crap, like, how am I going to do this? And it doesn't really, on paper, it doesn't make sense, but you went past paper and and made it happen. So I feel like people can relate to that. You know, I, even to just rewind a little bit on yeah. the Tulum trip about the timing of it was I'm running for this promotion and I'm on track before I leave for Mexico. Like okay. I am perfectly on track. If like momentum stays the same, pace stays the same, there's no way I can't hit this goal. Okay. Go to Mexico for this incentive trip for this company that yeah. I'm also running for this promotion for, which you know, on one hand, we always say helps our business, right? Like we're showing what's possible. We're showing that we can earn trips, that these earning these trips is really special, all these things. But on this trip, I'm like, I also earned this trip. Like I want to enjoy this trip and not yeah. be working the whole time. Yes. So I was already on a bit of an emotional tug. And I also hadn't met a lot of these girls in person. So I wanted to build relationships. There was just so many emotions flooding oh in. Cold. Um, And so the struggle between being present and also staying focused on my goal was hard. I actually had a day in Riviera Meyer, wherever the heck we decided we were, um, <laughs> um, where I had to step away for like six hours and I wasn't working. I just needed to like decompress because I was so overwhelmed. And so I think like mm. when you're running a big goal, number one, like don't be scared to declare your goal. I think if you don't declare your goal, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, I had actually declared this goal the month prior publicly full out transparently and I missed it but missed it by a lot <laughs> okay I didn't know that because I didn't know you yeah. yet yeah I yeah it more than half <laughs> and um but it was still my highest month of of sales okay so okay. it's not okay. and I think you it's why you declare it, it's why you go all out because when you also you speak things into existence right and so I think part of putting myself out there is not only me speaking it into existence so that I can step into the person that needs to be able to attain that but it's also making sure being it's part of being held accountable. Like I, okay, I said, I'm going to do this. Like I'm kind of one of those people. It's like, I say I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, um, and I don't know if that's an ego thing or if it's a good thing. I'm not really sure, but it does drive me. And so I wasn't, I remember not being embarrassed. I remember thinking like, this is really how it should be. Like you shouldn't be scared to say or go for goals because it may not happen because the truth is like anything can happen. Like, there's always something that can come up. Um, and I can get, I can touch on this on what's going on with me currently too. 
um, and where I feel like a little bit behind, but it's just one of those things where it starts with that. Like be very clear, like, you know, why, you know, why you want what you want and speak it out loud, write it down, speak it into existence, tell people about it. Don't be ashamed if you don't hit it. Like you're still a freaking badass for wanting to do these things, you know? Um, and so we were on track and I was there and I'm like trying to balance being super present and also show like what I'm, why I'm there and hoping that that will influence people to maybe want to join my team or to buy products for me. It was like such a mixed bag of emotion. Um, but I remember by the time I got to Tulum, it was truly like, I not only did this for me, I did it for my business for sure. Like, like you said, you guys have courses, you know, content is a big part of how you market these days, like all of that. And, you know, it was a creativity piece for it for me that I was excited to embrace and like learn how to do. Um, and then I was also on a personal level, like I wanted that time alone, like in this oceanfront room where I like, I got to like, yeah, breathe in the space. Um, and so when I got, by the time I got to Tulum, like I knew I needed to be consistent with things to stay on track to my goal. But I also was like, you wanted this retreat so badly that if you are not fully here, you're going to miss out and be so disappointed in yourself and disappointed with the experience. So from sunrise to whenever you guys were done teaching us at like 9 or 10 PM, like I didn't care about my business. I'm not going to lie. It's not that I didn't care. That's not the wrong word. I didn't focus on it. I didn't think about it. I didn't really like answer messages about it. I didn't do anything with it. And honestly, it was, we were on a content retreat and I don't even think I was posting because it was just like so much. Um, cons- cons- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. We were shooting just so much. And like having faith that like, I knew that I was doing this for many purposes, one of which was building my business. And that if I fully immersed myself in it, then I was going to compound over time. Yeah. Um, even if that meant not hitting my goal, but I never thought I wouldn't hit it. I just was like, it's going to happen. Even if I leave, even and if it I happens. don't hit it this month, like yeah. I'm like I didn't hit it last month. It was still my best month. This is already my best month before I even left for vacation halfway through the month. Like this is still it's good. True. You know, this is still good. Yeah. And so when we were in Tulum, it was about fully being present. It was fully being there and like enjoying what I was learning, diving into the version of myself that I wanted to become. Um, and then when it was late, I was like, in in the messaging orders in yeah I I mean I don't even think I put that many orders in honestly the whole entire 10 days that I think I was gone I don't think my sales moved more than like two or three thousand dollars wow yeah see I didn't know that yeah like it didn't move and Mm -hmm. I was like okay like but I was like but I'm also here like I should show people why I'm here and what I'm doing and like you know so it was just it was such a push pull on what was the best at the when I was in Riviera Maya but by the time I got to Tulum I said absolutely not like you were here to be in Tulum you were here to be with these women you were here to learn you're to soak this up this is for you yeah and by this being for you this will help you in the long run and so I think that was the thing that I did really well was just be there And I think this is something I talk about so much. And this is such a valuable lesson for every single person listening. So if whether you're in network marketing, whether you are an online business coach, whether you are a realtor, whether you are a fitness coach, a giant piece of marketing online is embodying the transformation that you're selling. And so what I mean by that is if Ashlyn is saying, my network market, join my network marketing team, but, and this you're going to get to live, you know, have your own schedule, go on these trips, but she's sitting at home, not going on trips, not having her own schedule and not when you're on it or enjoying the trip when she's on it. She's not embodying the transformation. That's the same with me, right? If I I'm a multiple, I say, 
I'm a biz six figure, multiple six figure business coach. I can help you grow and scale so you can have the life of your life. If I was sitting here miserable out of my tree every day, locked to my computer, not showing, yeah, this is the house that I bought by myself last year. This is me traveling when I feel. This is me having a bath in the middle of the day. All of those things you do need to show glimpses of your life to so that you can actually paint the picture of the transformation that you're selling and really embodying energetically what it is that you're promising. So that's such a great example of Ashlyn embodying what she's selling and then also having a divine knowing energetically that it is going to come back to her full circle when she makes space for that piece. But in the moment, she's actually going to be present and live her life the way that she wants to. And it's also, it's not just like even embodying it for other people. It's like, did I start this business so that I could be consumed constantly when I am doing the things that I love? Like my husband and I have travel. A lot of people start the business so that they can travel. Like they're not people that have either made the time, made the money or think that they can. My husband and I are not those people. We have traveled the world in circles. Um, So that's not us. But I was like, this can't take away from the parts of me that I loved. This is only supposed to add. And if it's not adding, then why the hell am I doing it? And I think that's a really honest question you have to ask yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that now I don't go on vacation and I make some time for content. Of course I do. Because like, I love it. I think it's fun. Um, It also does help my business. I think it does embody who I am. It brings to life the life that I lead. And I think that's the difference. Rather than it taking away from my trip, it's bringing it more to life. Totally. Oh, I love that. And that's like a perfect segue now into my next question, which is about your social media and your content specifically, I mean, all of your content, but I've I've talked to you about this so much before your Instagram stories. I feel like you do such a good job on Instagram stories with really just like when you go to Ashlyn's stories, which I encourage you to all go to and you watch them, you literally feel like you are in her kitchen. Most of the time she's in her kitchen having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or a fizz, whatever it is that you drink with her, just shooting the shit. I swear. Or when you're on a walk, even sometimes I literally feel like I'm your gal pal and we're just talking and yes, it is you're selling things, but you're usually just updating on things. You're raw. You're real. You're sometimes controversial, which I want to also dive into, but like, is this part of your strategy? Is this just you authentically being who you are? And then it becomes part of your strategy. or is it you just being you and if that's the case then girls pick up because this is a strategy that I try to teach but sometimes it's hard to I I mean I think the strategic days are the days where I'm like oh this is what I'm drinking it's this is what I can do for you yeah um but other I don't even know that that's a strategy um I I think for me it's like now especially that I work from home yeah um and I don't have coworkers around um and to be honest and I hate saying this, but if I went to work, I feel so ever since that happened in 2021, I don't feel comfortable being myself at work either as much. So I don't know that I would talk on your story. Yeah. I feel like it's like my, my water cooler. Yeah. (laughs) Like I listen to a podcast and I'm like, let me tell you everything I learned. (laughs) Like, I know that like, there's things that I'm super interested in that people I want them to hear, like I want it to change their life, like it changed mine or like have a little bit of like a implant of thought because that's implanted a thought in me Yeah, um, and they may not listen or they have the time or think they have the time. It's usually think they have the time because we all have time. Um, so it's really like my water cooler. I kind of think of it like when I'm lonely and bored, I'm like, oh, let's go have a conversation with myself. <laughs> like, yes. So 
funny. I love that though. And no, but like it's that is exact now that you say that, that's what it feels like. It feels like you're like in the coffee room, like chatting with your gal pal. And that's also such a good point. You always give golden nuggets of wisdom and value and tea. You're not just like sell, sell, sell. Here's my drink. Here's the, the business. Here's whatever. Here's my offer. You you're right. You always give like mindset tips or you know, you're going through, you were going through infertility and now you're pregnant. So you share, you give value. So there's, you do so many things, right. And so many things that I try really hard to teach people, but you actually just do it naturally and authentically, which is the, the goal. It's kind of selfish, honestly, because it's really therapeutic for me. Like it was going through the egg retrieval and then realizing that like none of the fertility stuff felt right for me and it didn't make sense to me. And I, the doctor, what the doctors were saying, like speaking it out loud, like, you know what it happens. It's like when you can't find the ketchup and you're like, where's the ketchup? And then you say it and like the ketchup appears, Yeah, you know, like that whole situation. It's like when I would say it, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't resonate with me. Why am I doing this? And so it is a little selfish, but I also know that in my selfishness and the therapy for me, that if I'm feeling this way, that what if someone else is it? Or what if someone else is too? That kind of comes like later, especially as people start to respond, you start to realize like, I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of beauty in sharing and realizing you're not alone. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of community that I have gotten and felt and people that I didn't know that had their babies through IVF that I will never speak of, (laughs) um, you know, people that I didn't know were struggling or trying or anything. And that's just with that topic in particular. Um, and then when you go to the controversial topics, which you know you want to touch on, like even that, like, oh, I didn't know that you felt that way too. Like there's a lot of community around that. Um, yeah. And it gives, it gives me a lot. And so yeah. when I say it's selfish, it, I, I know it's not, but it also, it gives me so much to share because I get so much in return. Mm, I mean, I love that. And I, I just think that y- you do such a good job of it, but I think it's also a key takeaway for everyone listening that these platforms, social media is intended for us to be ironically social on um and the biggest go figure um and showing up and just coming with the intention of building relationships and community above all else is really the secret sauce like i know how much personal sales that you make every single month with the amount of followers that you have and it would blow your ever-living mind so that's another (laughs) i'm serious um it's always what I say on this podcast and to you and to everyone I work with, it's quality over quantity. It's connection above all else. It's being creating impact even more so than creating income. And that's where then the income and all the rest of the things will follow. So, okay. You mentioned like the controversy stuff. So I want to touch on that because Ashlyn, if you're getting a sense of her, she has big opinions and sometimes not everyone agrees with them. And she talks about things that I always find so interesting. And I always honestly look up to her and her bravery. She talks about you. She's talked about even on the podcast, you know, vaccines, um, fertility, infertility, modern medicine, lots of very sensitive subjects. And she has big opinions around them. So we don't have to dive into that too much right now. But I just want to know, like, were you scared to start sharing your opinion on these things? And are you now? And do you feel like it's been a good thing, a bad thing for business, for social? Because I know a lot of people live in fear of like, oh, I feel this way. I want to talk about this, but I don't want to be canceled, right? Like cancel culture is such a freaking thing in our society, especially when we're running online businesses. Like we're so afraid. So talk to me about your big kahunas when it comes to how you feel about real and raw and relatable and real life shit. 
I can, I only feel like you can be canceled if you're willing to be canceled. I don't know. I just feel like, I I, I think that for everything that you say, the the, the haters, there's going to be lovers for it. And you have to just embrace both. If you're willing, you're going to talk about it. And so Number one, I wasn't scared to share because I had been sharing. I Before I started my network marketing business, I was sharing on social throughout the pandemic, my feeling mm-hmm. very vocally. Um, I do have a friends that were like, I wish I could because I'm in real estate. I'm in this. I'm in that X, Y, Z. And even my husband, to be honest, putting him out there, <laughs> um, he's like, I wish I could share that. But he's nervous about losing patience or like, you know, just various things like that. And I get it. I totally understand. When I started before, right before I started my business, I actually had maybe like three or four months before I had my third miscarriage. It was October, 2021, November, 2020, right around there. And we also lost, um, her recall on our governor here in the great state of California. Mm. And I was devastated on all accounts. Like I was like losing hope in humanity. I was mm. losing, you know, faith in my body. Like there was just a lot. I'm, I'm a very glass half full person, but I will be honest that there was, I had a couple of dark months where it was, I was just, I was struggling. Yeah. Um, and so enter 2022 and me doing, I was really more, I had stepped away from controversial topics, not for any sort of perception, but it was more for my mental health. Right. Um, it was because. I couldn't handle any more negativity whatsoever, even if it was like a yeah. snide remark. And I don't think it's like negativity from other people. It was just. I was so disappointed with so many things going on and it was becoming so overwhelming for me. Yeah. Um, and when I do post, I always say, if you're going to post about something, you better be willing to have a conversation about it. You don't get to throw out some polarizing comment or video with a snide remark. And then if I say, Hey, can I talk to you about this? Like, I'm really curious about your perspective. And I, I've done this um, with an OB. Yeah. Um, she had posted some things in 2020 or 2021, somewhere around there. And I said, Hey, like, I'm curious, like I would very genuinely curious in your professional opinion, because here's what I'm reading and seeing. And I want to know. And she's like, look, we don't have the same opinion. Like, let's just not talk about it. And I was like, like, then don't post about it. Yeah. You don't get, in my opinion, you don't get to do that if you're not willing to have a conversation. And at that point in my life, I didn't have the energy for conversation. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. I pulled back because I live and breathe by that. Like if I were to post something and then somebody had a question or wanted to have a debate or get back and forth, I love that stuff, but I didn't have the energy. Um, And so I pulled back for that reason and that reason only. Mm. Um, When I started my business, um, it's a health and, you know, a wellness company really embodies um, the the body's ability to heal and regenerate and support that working properly. And so it really was aligning with my values and who I was becoming as a person anyway. Um, and what that did was just make me want to learn more. Um, mm. so then I started talking more about learning how the body can heal itself, how to support the body in it, different things that you could do that are not traditional tests with functional medicine doctors to really get to the root cause of issues rather than, you know, c- treating the symptoms. And I think that that might be controversial for people. Actually, I'm sure it is. I don't think it's controversial. It's just like, to me, it's like just logical, <laughs> Yeah, but I can see how it's controversial for the way that we've been conditioned to live for so so long. Yeah, and so over time, as I feel like I have the energy to have those conversations, then I post and I post with no fear. I don't care if, if for me, if you don't want to buy products for me or you don't want to join my team because of what I believe in, that's okay. Like it's going to save us a lot of time and a lot of energy in the long run, and you're not my people. Like. Yeah. 
So for me, sometimes I think it actually helps. Actually, I don't think sometimes. I think it completely helps me that I am transparent about who I am and what I believe. Um, I think you know what you're going to get from me. And even more so if I'm close with you, like I only dig in with people that I that I love and I care about. Um, so I don't think it's detrimental at all. I understand why people are scared of it, but I think the sooner you break away from that fear and understand that like that you're not embodying fully who you are, if you're not willing, you don't have to be willing to post about it, but like willing to just own every part about you, yeah. then you're holding back in your life and there's like energetically, like you're blocking things. Hundred percent, and they you always I always hear and feel too like your vibe attracts your tribe, and you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I'm not going to be everyone's cup of coffee, but maybe I'll be somebody's glass of wine because I shared you know one certain thing that someone else like. I had somebody reach out to me a couple of months ago saying, "I heard you talking on your podcast that you have vulvodynia. I have vulvodynia too. It was my sign for you that, that I want you to be my mentor." And I was like, "That's your sign." Not like this, this, and this. The fact that I had Volvadini. Okay, girl. But it was, it, 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 because it makes, it, it builds connection. And people ultimately, and especially in the online space, they want to know, like, and trust you. And so when you're authentically yourself and you show up mm-hmm. who you are, whether people like it or don't, you're going to, number one, you're going to help people and you're going to help people find and be attracted to you. And you're right. Save so much more time in the long run, especially oh. if it's like a team mentorship type of yeah. thing. I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm walking on eggshells. And I certainly don't want to invite a relationship into my life where I'm walking on eggshells. I had someone in my family reach out maybe a few months ago and be like, you know, I don't realize if you know how much you you cuss and you drop the F-bombs. And I was like, I do. I realize it. Yeah. (laughs) I think shocked that I was like owning it. And he's like, well, you know what? Might turn business away or like someone that might want to work with you. And I said, look, I was like, I appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate you looking out for me. I know you're coming from a place of love, but this is who I am. I drop F-bombs. I'm yeah. not dropping here because I don't know if it's illegal. Yeah. But I, <laughs> it's just like how I express myself. And if it, that's going to be the thing, like if you don't see past that four little word that I drop every once in a while to see the value that I'm going to bring to your life, then I'm probably not the person that's going to be able to bring value to your life. Go yeah. find the person that can bring value to your life. I can't be everything to everybody. And I'm certainly not going to make, you know, like blank or I don't know what, what the word is. I'm not going to condense myself. I'm not going to bring myself back down to a place Spencer where I'm trying to yourself. everybody yeah. happy, you know, yeah. no. like, I'm owning, I'm walking into like seeing my body differently. I'm walking into owning who I am and my voice differently. I'm so much more convicted because of how much, much reading and listening and I'm willing to do. And you're not going to take that away from me because of a damn word. Like go find someone else that doesn't say it. That's fine. Yeah. I'll, no. I support you. <laughs> I totally you know? support you in not following me anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah. I always say to yeah. like, if we like stop following your friends and family on social, like, and vice versa. I literally like the, because at the end of the day, they're not most likely, they're not going to be your ideal client. Right. And so that's also fine too. Yeah. I just also think it's about acceptance too. Like, yeah, especially with like some things like cussing and whatever, like, I'm just kind of like, really? Like, I don't know. Like I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person and I know yeah. I'm not a bad person because of a cuss word. Yeah, so, well, 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 I find my family, like 
they I, I know feel away because I've just heard whispers when I share like personal wins. And mm-hmm. so which is very interesting, especially around money. Um, because like, you know, most people need to break that. Yeah, we need to break all of it. Like, <laughs> women can be who we want, we can swear, we can cuss, we can talk about controversial things, we can share and talk about money without it being a faux pas. So that's that was in the beginning of my online journey, something that I definitely struggled with. And I felt I was like, then all of a sudden I was like, no, no more. Block, delete. Yeah. I'll, have, I'll meet you later for coffee if you're going to feel a way about it. But yeah, I, I've been seeing that lately too. Like people saying like, you're not, and I used to say this, like I used to bartend and I'd be like, no religion or politics at my bar. And now I'm like, why? Like the less yeah. conversation we have, like the worse off we are, the more polarizing it gets, the more divided we are, like the less you're willing. Cause if you can't learn how to have a conversation about these things, then or cussing or money, like any of it. People are like, oh, I don't share money. I'm like, I, I think that what changed for that is I was a recruiter and yeah. I was talking to people about their salaries and their rates constantly. And so I'm like, why am I, why are we hiding how much this job makes? Like if, if I could tell my nieces and nephews, like get into this industry and you could leave college making, you know, six figures as an, you know, right yes. out of college. Like, why would I not tell them that? Like, that's insane. I know. I know. It's so it's it's a generational it's like a generational piece that it's starting to be broken and I feel like our generation is like the first to kind of start breaking it but yeah that's like the grandmas and the aunts and the cousins yeah. like they yeah feel a way about it but I yeah I've I've done so much work around money mindset like is it around shame was it did it start with shame or did it start with like pride I don't know what it started with but like whatever I think it, it started is. with like embarrassment around people not making enough money so it then just became this thing of like we don't talk about money yeah um. But like, yeah, that what obviously we've done so much, you and I do so much personal development, especially around money. It's like, then you're living in a place of scarcity and that's the energy you're putting out there. If you want to attract more, you have all the things. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to pivot lastly to a topic just quickly. I know we're coming up on the hour here, but I know (laughs) I could talk to you probably all day long, every day. Um, (laughs) That's like our coaching calls, like 20 minutes. I'm like, Hey, we need to get to business, Ashlyn. just pay you to have a conversation because I don't have to. <laughs> when, you, when you find your people, you find your people. What can I tell you? But I do want you to share a little bit about, so I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, meeting Ashlyn and her husband, Mick, for the first time and just like seeing them. We were in like the front lobby of the hotel room or, or the hotel that we were staying at. And they have just like this energy. If you know them, you know. And if you go and follow them on social, you'll see they have like an, a really fun Instagram live store series. Um, Ash, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ashlyn is also six months right now. Yeah. yeah, six. So <laughs> hormones, emotions, that is, I mean, that's also just Ashton as a person. I'll, regardless. I'll cry over any day. <laughs> yeah, well, you should because he's just like this, like they're, a, they're both presence, have a presence about them individually, but together they're truly a force. Like it's, it's like polarizing. I remember being like, wow, like who are they? Like, and like, who's this man? Like, he's like this big strapping, like hunky guy. And like, you're this like beautiful, like you guys just like compliment each other so well, but there's something about being in the presence of a relationship that, you know, stands out. And like, it's definitely something that I have looked up, look up to you on. And not only that, as Ashlyn and I have been working together, I've been encouraging them like, you need to start teaching about relationships and talking about it, which is why it's a pillar now in her content and on her podcast. And I made them do an Instagram live series because they have an incredible relationship. And 
they not only they didn't always have incredible relationships and so they've done a lot of work and they found each other and she just has so much we could do we literally could do an entire episode on it but don't worry go to ashlyn's podcast because she's going to be doing lots of episodes on relationships and a relationship advice because she has a beautiful relationship and they do so much work together to really nurture and foundation it so i guess my questions I have a couple of questions. I guess this is a pretty big question, but what does your relationship mean to you? And then bringing it back because everyone listening is an entrepreneur and how do you prioritize it while running a business and working full-time and doing all the things? Because I know that he basically comes at the forefront and is number one in your life above all else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, what he means to me. Whew. I know, I was like, that's kind of a big question. I mean, here's the thing. As a little girl, like I am so typical. I grew up with the fairy tales with all of it, rom-coms in high school, college, on repeat, the notebook, how to lose a guy in 10 days, like all of it. Like I would watch these movies on repeat. It's actually part of my vows um, that I manifested him into my life because I so hardcore believed that that true love existed and that I don't think I, at the t- when I was younger, positioned it as a true partner. Mm-hmm. But that true love, right? And I idolized it and I always wanted it. And I remember graduating high school and being at like a leadership camp and we like high odd that oh that's so weird on the camera. But <laughs> like the the boards and you had to write your goals on one side mm-hmm. and you had to write your fear on the other. And mm-hmm. I had like three pillars and it was friends, family and um love. And mm-hmm. then on the back it was like not being happy was like was the fear you had to break through. And so I think for me, my, I've always been seeking just like that happy place, that place where you feel loved and comfort and security. And, um, he gives me all of that. He, (laughs) it's just like, I think I heard someone say the other day, like when you're not worried about somebody, it's like stepping out and like, you're not worried about the things that could go wrong. Cause you just know that there's nothing wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying it correctly, but I remember thinking like, that's exactly it. Like, yeah, like just like the ultimate comfort and safety and security. He's here no matter what. I'm here no matter what. Like there's, he always says you're going to have to, he's always said you're going to have to get rid of me. And I'm like, well, I guess we're stuck together uh, because no one's going anywhere. Um, And he's just like having that in your life. Like I've believed it my whole life that it could be there. And, and, and I'll be honest. And I was just actually talking to my mom about this. It's not because I necessarily had that modeled for me. Um, I love my parents. They are still together, but their relationship is very different than the one that I have with Mick. And so I wanted more affection. I wanted more banter. I wanted more of a partnership. I wanted more communication. I wanted a lot of things. I think you either see, you see something and you embody that, whether it's good or bad, or you kind of do the opposite. And I was definitely the opposite. Um, and I don't say that with disrespect at all. It's just not the marriage I wanted. Um, and it's not the marriage I knew that could exist. So He's just someone I manifested and I just believed in and wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly and journaled about. And I love that. I, and I don't care how woo -woo that sounds. I'm here for it. And I believe in all that stuff too. And it's true. And I, I, yeah, it's something that you should be so proud of because in this day and age, like it's hard to find that fairy tale true love. It's hard to balance it all. It's hard to prioritize it. And especially, you know, in this day and age and in our generation but I just it was something that I was like I just kept asking you like yeah like 
where did you meet? I was, I was so curious. I, I was so curious. I'm like, there, you seem so solid. Like, tell me your secret. By the way, I'm plugging Ashlyn here. She has a freebie that she's created on, okay, remind me of the name. Do you remember the, what's the name of it? 10 ways to be allies in your marriage, how to become allies in your marriage. So I'll leave the link for it because she has this beautiful PDF ebook on relationship advice and how to just be allies and, and be teammates in your marriage, because it's definitely something that she balances so beautifully with business and life. And it's a priority. And I just, you need to download it. I think connecting it to business or anything in your life too, is that Mick was my list. Like I was very, very clear. I think before Mick, I, and I talk about this actually in my first podcast, my full podcast episode on the lessons I learned in my, my romantic relationships. And every single one was like a better version, like, like things that I wanted to be a little bit different from the previous but um, I think Mick was the first time that I got really real with myself because I would always be like, money doesn't matter. Like, it's not because you like thought that you should say that, you know? Like, yeah, my mom was always like, never marry for money, marry for love. And it's like, no, but like, you can marry for like both and like, or yeah. <laughs> and so I sat down and broke up with my previous boyfriend and I broke up and I made a list. And I talk about this list because I think it completely matters. I was raw. I was like, I want this. I want this. I want him to pursue me. Like I refuse to not feel like I am number one from the very beginning. Mm. Like I was so clear and crisp on how I wanted to feel, what I wanted it to look like, what I wanted it to like, what I wanted our life to be like, how our values would align. Like I had relationships where that just didn't happen. Like I remember like traveling's huge for me. And I remember my, one of my ex-boyfriends was like, can't you just be happy with your life? And I'm like, why do you always have to escape it? And I'm like, I'm not freaking escaping. I just want to freaking go somewhere and like enjoy it. Like there's there's a whole world out here. Like there's so much to learn and embrace and embody and like try and food. And, and so that's just like a core value. And I had to own that that was a core value, but I had um, shame around like me not Mm -hmm. loving my life a little bit because of that comment and like having to work through that. And so there was just, I got really, really raw and real. Like, no, I wanted someone that could provide for me that like, if I didn't work, didn't want to work, lost my job, that like we would be fine. Like I wanted someone that confident, like, you know what I mean? And I, I see that one specifically because like, people, I think people shy away from it for the same reason we were talking about not talking about money. They refuse Shame. to admit that like money matters. Yeah. It is what it is. And if it yeah. maybe it doesn't matter to you, that's fine. Then don't put it on your damn list. But I got real with my list. And I think the same thing has happened even with my current job, even though the whole vaccine thing happened. I look back on a list that I made and it really hit all the buttons. Yeah. There's power in the list. There's power in the list. So being so freaking clear, but when you're clear, like, okay, I want this X, Y, and Z, but like, why do you want it? What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? Like being clear has so much freaking value because let me tell you where Mick came. He came two weeks, two weeks after I wrote that damn list down. Crazy. And then it took about three more weeks for me to cognitively realize that he was the damn list. (laughs) Right. That's hilarious. Because you probably uh, pursued you, I'm sure. Right. And yeah. so this goes for relationships. This goes for business. This goes for this goes for anything. This goes for your fitness, your nutrition. Like you don't you what you have migraines? Cool. Like write down. I don't want to feel I don't want to be in pain anymore. I don't want this throbbing in my head. Like you know what I mean? Like you be yeah. clear. And so and I feel you- like that like full circle embodies this whole episode where you're like starting at the beginning when you were talking about hitting that level, you declared it, you wrote it down. You're like, this is happening. You're, you're putting it out there. And I think that that is exactly like anything in business and life. If you're unhappy with something in your life, first of all, just admit it. 
that's the first step, admitting it, maybe telling someone, writing it down, journaling on it, and then making a list on how you're going to tangibly change it. If it's a revenue goal, cool. Like if it's a relationship, like you said, fitness, health, whatever, because you can change anything. And we only have one freaking life to live. Yeah, literally. I always say like my dad sometimes will be like, well, I'm not going to change. I'm like, you're not going to change because you don't want to. Right. There's a difference. And change. Yes. You don't want to. I know. And that's fine if you don't want to. But don't say you can't. I hate the word can't. I know. Me too. Freaking the, <laughs> the dads and like the uncles, like that generation. What are those? Are those Gen Y? No. X? Gen X? That The freaking Gen Xers, the ones that are like bought Baby. houses for like 20 grand and now are like millionaires and just like hate the world. Those ones? You're just- the job, same job for 40 years. And I get that there's like, there's a, there's something to be said about loyalty, right? But like yeah. sometimes there's a blind loyalty and I think that can be really, really dangerous. Yeah, I totally so, agree. Okay, uh, my love, I have one more question for you. I ask everyone this question and it doesn't just keep it short and sweet. If you had one message to the female entrepreneurs listening right now that are maybe afraid to do business or maybe in business thriving, whatever, it, whatever comes to your mind, what, what would it be to a female entrepreneur that's listening right now? Um, you're not wrong. It is scary. It is hard. <laughs> it takes time. Um, and you will have moments where you will doubt everything. You will doubt yourself. You will doubt whether you're doing it correctly. You will doubt whether you're showing up enough for your family. You will have that. That is all so freaking normal. You're not alone in any of those feelings, but none of those things mean that you shouldn't do it, that you shouldn't pursue it because like the version of yourself that who you'll become by going through all of those things and experiencing all that, it's like, you don't even know who she is and she's like waiting for you to find her. And I just think that that person is worth it. That future you is worth all of those things. But as you're going through it, like, just know that that's normal. Oh, I love, I literally love you so much. No, for real. You already know that. I love you so much. This episode was so fun. And I feel like you gave you guys, this is just a taste of Ashlyn. This is what her podcast, like imagine getting her every week in your mic and in your earphones. Like she has go and find her podcast, the golden report on Apple and Spotify. Again, I'll leave a link in the show notes, subscribe it, download it, listen to her first few episodes she is just as I'm sure you can tell if you're still here, she's special and she has so much, so much more golden nuggets of wisdom to share with you. And I thank you so much for being here. I love you. This was such a fun combo. And if you guys like this episode, please, as always, take a screenshot, tag both myself and Ashlyn. I'll leave both of our handles in the show notes. We love you and thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Okay. Bye, Queens. Until next week. See you.